Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. What the fuck is that? Roger. What's going on? Oh, uh, shit, it's, uh... It's the side field. The side field's been broken. You should get down there. It's in the delivery sector. I'll check it out. Clarence sees a Black Rose killer reaching for his gun and says, Nope, and uses Mind Blast. I don't feel too good. I'm not... I, I don't feel right. And as he says this, a two more of the white-suited SWAT guys come in, and they roll something onto the ground. And as Clarence looks down, there is this small grenade looking thing that opens up. And in the middle, there's a hot pink point of light that bursts out almost like a stun grenade. And when it hits him, he finds himself flying, not just through space, but through psi space, like just moved to a distance unfathomable. And he can't even understand what's happening to him. And as he does, his, his mind, his, his consciousness starts to fade to black. Uh, listen, um, 
Maximum Carl. Uh, I got a big favor to ask you, and I'm I'm cashing in all my chips. I need to. I need to visit the tower, and I need to get there like yesterday. Hey, you going on a vacay, Doc? Yeah, no problem. We'll we'll take you on a vacay. We, you know where we hang out. I bet you don't, cause it's a secret. So uh, send me a ping on your location, and uh, I'll I'll swoop in and we'll take you take you away. <laughs> I am the Lord of the Psychic Wilds. I am an Esper of Espers. Now take my gift and return to the material world. Good luck, little one. And he arches his head back, and as he brings it forward, you're hit with this force that seems both gentle but like a cannon and you find yourself flying smashing through these these dimensions and realms and as you continue to go further and further you see a light at the end of this tunnel 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 hello i'm paul Purnell, the dm of dust world neon city an actual play podcast where we use a game dust world rpg powered by the apocalypse to tell an awesome narrative story roll the intro Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smog's gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Beyond City. Kinsey, you've just landed and regrouped with your team and told them that you're going to change the parameters of their mission. Now their job is to find and kill this particular Esper. How are you going to do that? What do you say to them? I think they kind of look at you like, what? Uh, Hammer, you know, he's like, you should, wait, are, uh, are you sure, boss? I feel like, uh, I don't, I don't know if, we're not going to get paid for that, man. Yes, of course, I'm sure. I think another character who we haven't seen before, he's wearing the similar white tactical gear, but his looks a little bit like more advanced and more customized. He presses a button and his helmet, which looks similar to a motorcycle helmet, uh, the way it just has like a big thick visor, but his visor is like a pink crystalline color. The whole helmet splits open in the middle and kind of like folds back onto his shoulders. And he's like, um, so I don't want to like put a wrench in your, you know, machine gardener, but, uh, how the hell are we going to find an Esper who can, uh, out of body like that, man? We'll load up the footage and we'll take a look. Yeah. Okay. That sounds, uh, doable. Sure. And he pulls out a laptop and he starts typing. And uh, and the, you're still wearing these kind of pink, like Bono-esque 
glasses that have this like pink crystalline sort of look to them and a little light on the side of them turns on and all of a sudden like what you're looking at right now is seen on his monitor and then he hits like you know a button and it starts rewinding and go ahead and so you did have one hold left actually from your survey the surroundings in the last episode what question do you want to use I guess what is of use or valuable to me here? Okay, so you see on his monitor an image of Clarence giving you the finger and and he's able to <laughs> Hollywood style like adjust, define, yeah. make it more clear, zoom in, <laughs> like impossible <laughs> editing to the footage. And after a couple moments, you recognize the face because you've been staring at this face for the last couple of days as you've been hunting down Clarence Wells, the psychomancer and his compatriots. Um, would I have any idea of where they might sort of be like, cause I've been tracking them. Yeah. So the last place you knew they were was in the safe house, but you focused on um, mainly on silent Monday Uh, a little too hard. You did notice that some people were moving through some vents and stuff in the opposite direction. So I think you have an inkling where they might've gone, but you don't have like a location at the moment. Okay. I think as I see the footage, I'm going to (laughs) say, this is just perfect. Not only am I going to be able to kill that team, but also I'm going to be able to take care of Icarus all in one. Uh, do you see something I'm not seeing here, boss? You idiots, can't you tell? That's the fucking psychic we've been tracking for the last few days. Uh, wait, how, uh, how the heck did he find us? I don't know. Probably your big head gave a big fucking warning to everyone. Ah, uh, you're probably right. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna be annoying. Okay, I'll, I'll start <laughs> fixing the ship and, uh, updating the protocols um dang so somehow he was able to push past our psi barrier that's that's a problem okay uh maybe if i and he just starts speaking gibberish that you don't really understand (laughs) like if i increase the resonance chamber (laughs) and i double back the feedback loop and i make it twice as resistant okay okay i don't care I always love your pep tops, boss. And uh, he hits a button and his like helmet goes back on. And, uh, you know, he's got the sort of helmet voice as he walks away. He's like, I'm on it. <laughs> uh, Spade is sitting up. So because you guys are parked on a roof, you know, people are mm-hmm. working on. They've got the fire out there, you know, starting to patch. But you're going to have a big section missing of the, <laughs> the ship that, that right. doesn't have uh, optical camouflage. I think. You know, you have a benefit that most people don't have, which is that you could use your dust to actually rebuild part of the ship if you need to. Okay. Um, but you cannot fake the optical camouflage. Spade has set up as in a perch, like in this kind of, it comes into a triangle to get us a lookout position. So she's like looking out, watching the cars. Um, she's like, hey boss, I got a, a high point. I'm not too sure what I'll be looking for, but 
If if they're brazen enough to attack us with a psychic, who knows what could be next? Yeah, that's true. All right, keep a lookout. You got it. And I think Hammer, he's kind of like, well, I guess we're getting paid, so sounds good. Uh, I'll be up in the cockpit, uh, you know, doing cockpit uh, stuff. Hammer. Yeah. We're not getting paid for this. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I almost had a heart attack, man. Don't do that to me. Man, you owe me drinks. And he walks off. With that, we're going to cut over to Monday. So Monday, you are currently in a delivery van with some drivers from the Purple Dragon. They are friends of, well, they work for Yama, who's a friend of yours. And you are heading there pretty quickly. What are you doing during this drive? I'm going to say there's like a little table set up in the back of the van since there's not much to do. And uh, he's kind of playing poker with the other guys there. Nice. Damn it. How come this guy is so freaking good at poker? He's got to be cheating. I'm telling you guys. Man, shut up. You know Monday don't cheat. Monday's going to put up a poker card on his face there. That's his poker face. He's like, look, see, cheating. He can just make any card just pop out of his ass or some shit. And with that, Monday is going to uh, just kind of start scooping up the pot there a bit. <laughs> nice. Do you just give him like a one minute as you make a call? <laughs> like you just put your finger in front of his face like, oh, hang on. I got to take this. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think with that, you get a phone call from Miller. Monday is going to after doing the one uh, hold this for a sec gesture and he's going to kind of point to his helmet. Uh, he's going to quickly grab one of the guy he's sitting next to and grab a selfie real quick and then. He's going to answer the call. Nice. Monday, Monday, why are you playing poker? No, no. the text is going to appear on his helmet. You know what? This is not the time to be messing around. We're, we got a crazed killer coming after us, and you're, you're sitting there playing poker and taking selfies. You know, this is not the... It's not the time. Monday's going to kind of reply back with, we're on heading to the location. Relax. There's nothing else to do at the moment, so. Well, I got somewhere we can safely put Project Icarus. So um, we're just waiting for um, the tower to arrive. Monday's going to shoot a thumbs up at that. And then uh, some text that only Miller can see. Uh, did Hanzo call? Has Hanzo contacted you at all? No, but uh, perhaps he should be uh, informed um, of our situation. You want to call him? Monday is going to. Since obviously, you're so busy. Monday's going to kind of send the selfie along with uh, kind of a question mark of, you think it's a good idea right now, surrounded by criminal, well, supposed criminals? Uh, all right, all right. Good point, good point. I'll give him a call while we're waiting. Uh, while you're talking, I think Clarence's body with clear in it pops over and goes, Hi, Monday. You're the one with the robot face, right? Monday will shoot a thumbs up. So, I didn't really say this to Doc because I don't like him, but Clarence disappeared. I don't know where he went to, just so you know. Monday is going to kind of nod. He's still kind of ticked at Clarence, even if he is a bit concerned. What's he ticked at Clarence for? Uh, side blasting uh, among uh, and forcing him to choose between uh, Miller and Wolf uh, back then. He's like, okay, 
That's all. I'm going to go look over here. And then he walks over to the edge of the building and looks like precariously too close. Like he's not going to fall off, but it looks like, you know, that looks dangerous. Doc reaches out with his arm and he's like, nope, nope. You know what? Clear, if you're going to just break that body as soon as you get into it, you know, we're just going to have to stop finding new bodies to inhabit. You know, he like, he like holds up his finger, which has blood on it. And he's like, I'm pretty sure Clarence is breaking this body just fine on his own. You can see like the ever so faintest aura of pink around his body. And he lifts up off of the ground. I can fly, dumbass. Uh, <sighs> Monday's going to pop up the text. I like him already. All right. And Doc is going to like <clears throat> just turn around and ignore clear Clarence Clarence. Um, Yeah, he's like sitting in like a meditation position, but floating kind of like upside down slowly behind you in a really weird way. Yeah, Doc like looks at this and he just turns around and he's just going to call Hanzo. Yeah, Hanzo doesn't pick up. Well, Doc is going to leave him a message. Can I assume? (laughs) I can do the message. Hello, you have reached Detective Hanzo. I am currently doing things. If it is urgent, please dial 911. If it is not urgent, please leave a message and I will get back to you within 48 hours. Thank you. Doc sits there for a moment and he says, ah, well, fuck it. And he hangs up. <laughs> He's not going to bother. It's going to be 48 hours. He's like, well, fuck. Um, when you say fuck it, you hear mailbox full. God. Doc like <laughs> grabs his phone and he's about to just chuck it. But he's like, nope, 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 nope. Do you don't want to text message him or anything? Um. Yeah, he'll go ahead and text message him and he'll just say, um, we're getting to safety Call me when you can. Um, Just in case, his phone is probably encrypted, but at this point, we can't really assume that... We can't really assume anything. True. Um, So he's just going to say, we are reaching safety and the bird is returning to its nest. Just in case uh, Hanzo's line is not encrypted, Hanzo will probably be able to figure that out. Okay, I'm going to roll 2d6 to see the chances of Hanzo figuring out what the hell that means. Oh, no. He did Too not. Oblique. He did oh, not. No. <laughs> like, uh, but, but he did get your message. Uh, okay, so you send this message off. You've communicated with Monday. Monday, back to you. You are above, like, in the area of where the dirigible was. What are you doing? I'm going to say Monday is going to be getting out only when he gets out of uh, he may have uh, borrowed a few things from the gang, so he comes out wearing this big, almost pimp-looking uh, fur-lined coat. Uh, a big, <laughs> okay. big metal necklace with a dragon that's all, like, gaudy gold and all that, and sunglasses. And he's kind of just pretending he's one of the uh, purple dragons just stepping out there. Now, are you are you having him land somewhere? I mean, right now I'm imagining they're just in, like, mid-air. Well, no, he's, <laughs> so. he's kind of stepping on the edges they're passing by, and he's just going to kind of casually flash step away from the vehicle to the next ledge there. Okay. 
Uh, so go ahead and spin uh, one key to flash step across the air, and you make it to the ledge, no problem. Um, you're looking out at essentially like the futuristic version of Times Square, but if all of the buildings were like not upkept at all. So everything is kind of gross still. And like, you know, the trash hasn't been taken out. Like the, um, you know, you're on like a walkway because there's these multi-tiered different level walkways. And, you know, it's just kind of gross. It's, it's you know, it's similar to New York when New York is not being taken care of. And with that, I think Monday's going to look around and see if there's any trace of what happened there. Uh, yeah, so roll, survey your surroundings. Okay, there we go. What is of use or valuable to me here? You managed to track the heat trail of the dirigible, and you see where it probably went. Um, like, you're pretty sure where it went. Uh, next question would be, what is my best way to traverse, break in, or escape? In this case, it will be uh, break in. Because you know where it is, you could hop on like any hover car on the roof or, you know, get like an Uber even to like drive by inconspicuously just to scope it out. Um, or you could try and, and enter from above. Yeah, you don't you don't know much about the dirigible like other than you saw an instance of what Kinsey Blackthorn looks like and that there was some sort of psi armor equipped uh SWAT guy in there and also it was a dirigible. So you're kind of low on information. In that case, Monday is I'm gonna say Monday's gonna find somewhere high nearby, like a building or something. And kind of okay. see what's going on with over there. Spend another key and you can just hop right up there using flash step, no problem. Uh I think in this case, since I'm out of key, Monday's going to just find an elevator and get in. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you get in an elevator and you go up another 10 or 15 flights or whatever. But you also have to like probably take the the tube, the tube line over a bit because you're kind of I'm imagining on the opposite side of the square where you saw the trail go is like the opposite from you. So you have to get around there as well. So it'll just take you a couple minutes, and while that's happening, we will cut over to Kinsey. Kinsey Blackthorn, you and your team are, you know, fixing up, getting ready. What is Kinsey doing while this is happening? And what do you what orders do you give your kind of more soldier guys? Okay, well, I've got the kind of lower tier guys. Mm-hmm kind of just fixing up the ship a little bit, cleaning up. There's a lot of mess and, and rubble in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kenzie is trying to think of the best way to go about his plan because he really wants to take care of these guys, but at the same time, he still needs to find Icarus. Yeah, so you have a couple hold from your build as well, okay. if, if you wanted to use that to like temporarily fix the external part of your uh, of your dirigible <laughs> that fell off, <laughs> um, just kind of like close it up, you know, but if not, you know, your your dust is not an unlimited supply. So. OK, 
I think I'm going to try and get on tracking uh, and try and find out where they might be. Okay. Uh, if you want, you could roll hack it and have hacked one of their phones. Okay. He actually has their phones bugged. And as uh, Miller and Monday start communicating, he sort of gets uh, an alert and he listens in to what they're saying. Okay, roll hack it to see how successful your bugging is. Okay. Would this be something you'd have Axe help you, who's your kind of tech guy, or is he going to stay on, you know, preparing the blimp for future psi attacks? At the moment, because I'm a bit, uh, I'm having a bit of tunnel vision, I'm going to tell Axe to stop what he's doing and help me. Okay, so then you get plus two on your hack it. Okay. I got an 11. Okay, so you do manage to hack one of their phones. Whose phone are you going to hack? Um, I'm going to hack Monday's. Okay. You get an alert that Monday has has made a call. And you, uh, because of the way the phone works, I think what you'll see is the receiving side. So you won't see where Monday is, but you'll okay. hear and see Andrew Miller. Um, mm-hmm. And so you you get that kind of like back and forth. It's a little okay. bit confusing because Monday doesn't talk. He just has like text appearing on his screen. And so you're getting like his incoming feed because it'd be weird if you saw his feed, you know. So, you know, uh, the things that Miller said to him in particular and the way Miller responded to him. But you don't know what he was saying. Is there anything that Miller said that might have given me a tip maybe that Monday was kind of coming to to the scene. He is going to try and uh, send out one of the drones that okay. weren't destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he's going to try and get some intel from cameras in the area and see if there's anything he notices. Okay. Um, I think with that 11... Instead of making you roll again, we'll just say that you've gotten some cameras in the area uh, okay. with the drone. So go ahead and roll Surveyor Surroundings. Okay, uh, an eight. An eight. Okay, ask your question. Okay, I'm going to ask, what is of use or valuable to me here? Ah, okay. You know what? When you hacked his phone, mm-hmm. <laughs> he sent Miller a picture of him in the back of a truck with the purple dragons. And you know about them and recognize them. They're a Yakuza-type uh, gang that operates in the derelict. They wear black suits with purple ties and each have a purple dragon tattooed on their body at some place um, or mark of a dragon. And you recognize the kind of truck. And so you do see that truck uh, in the area with your drone. I think off of that... Um, Kenzie is going to turn to uh, Spade and he's just going to tell her, just keep a lookout. I'll be right back. All right, Gardner. Spade is on it. I think what he's going to try and do is use the dust port and try and go to this truck. Let's see what happens. (laughs) I got a a six. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's not good. Uh, Okay. On a six, pick one. (laughs) <laughs> something's off. Okay. Um, so you disappear and 
you find yourself on the other side of the square, um, much higher up than you anticipated. You notice that your your container, like the big container of dust that was on your back, is is missing. Your teammates and people, like they see you disappear and they see the <laughs> container hit the ground, and they're like, "Oh, that's not good."
So now you have very limited dust with you. Okay. I don't think that I'm going to try Dustport again, but if I can see the vehicle, yep. I think what I'm going to do, because I don't have that much dust left. So you could fly over to it. Okay, I think, yeah, I'll fly over to it. Okay, so you fly and land on top of this truck. Uh, the driver, like, sticks his head out the window and he's like, What the hell are you doing? Get off my truck, man! I'm just going to try and uh, open the door. And yeah. I think instead of getting inside, I'm going to try and pull Monday out on top to be a little bit more interrogating. Sure. To be clear, Monday is not actually in this vehicle. This is going to be the best freak out ever. But, but yeah, so you open the door and I think, uh, go ahead and roll. Let's see. Nah, you don't have to roll. You reach in there, you tear both of the doors off the back, right? Because right. you, with these two powerful wings, vulture style, and then you reach one in and you grab a guy and you pull him out. And it's the, the small, big mouth guy. And he's like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh god! Oh! Oh! What the hell, man? I'm just gonna throw him. <laughs> Do you reach in and grab another guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a big guy I, like, oh shit, what the oh what the hell is going on, man? I throw him too. What the There's no more guys. You just get like, <laughs> get some junk. Um, okay. I imagine I'll... you like peep your head over the side, like stick your head in. Yeah. It's, it's empty. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get inside and the, um, the back. Yes. Yeah. You crawl in the back. You're in the back. Uh, while this is happening, let me cut over to silent Monday. Cause okay. Monday you are 15 levels above looking uh, so you could get an angle on this, uh, the dirigible. You definitely do. You manage to find an angle where you can see it from where you are, but you're not too visible. Plus, you're wearing like some ridiculous stuff, so nobody will notice you. Uh, but what you do notice is that all of a sudden, freaking Vulture lands on top of the, <laughs> the truck that you were in before and starts throwing your buddies out. Like, what are you doing? Well, first Monday is going to, well, I'm going to say that Monday has his uh, phone out and kind of has the zoom function on. I'm going to say he records both where the dirigible is and kind of separately records those guys getting thrown out. And he kind of forwards that to Yoma. Okay. Uh, why Yoma? You don't want to send it to Hanzo? Well, Hanzo is going to be uh, more along the lines of he tries to keep Yoma and Hanzo separate. So, okay. So Hanzo has been like... The, the keepers have been after the Black Rose Killer, so they might be a good source of backup. Okay, and... It's something you, you would know. Yeah, Monday's going to send that with the text, please advise. And... Okay. He's also going to forward this information, all of this, to Miller as well, so Miller's in the loop. Which is hilarious, because, Kinsey, as you climb into the back of this truck... You get a ding on your eye brace, which is like a bracelet on your hand, and you open it up, and the notification is from Monday, and it says <laughs> it shows a picture of you getting into the back of the truck with the text, please advise, and you know it was sent to Detective Hanzo. Um, Monday, 
what are you doing besides that? Are you just uh, watching this happen? Are you are you acting? Monday out? is kind of torn between going to check on the guys that just got tossed out and heading to the dirigible. Monday's going to head to uh, the dirigible, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you uh, do you uh, meditate like? Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, I, yes. But I completely spaced that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Monday's going to find a quiet spot to meditate because, yeah, completely out. You find a quiet place. Oh, hold on. So you're, I mean, you're not going to run off and find a quiet place with the vulture attacking your buddies, are you? <laughs> I'm going to, uh, this is a weird situation overall. My buddies it are is. literally getting torn out of the back of a van. Monday's already way the heck up there with no key, so he can't exactly jump down there and rescue them. He sees. Well, you do have your gliding true. sword. Silver Surfer sword. You know what? I'm just gonna do the what Monday would do, and that's go check uh, see if he can catch those two mid glide or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead and roll face danger. You you like snap a picture and text, and then jump off the side, <laughs> or maybe you like use your uh your sword to like kind of hinge to like pull back, almost like a reverse diving board to like throw you down, and then the sword follows me afterwards. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so they see you flying down and you're like with your big thick chain gangster style and they're like super fly. Ooh, 10. Nice. Yeah, so you fly down there. Your silver surfer in it, uh you know, your your sword catches up with you and kind of becomes a bigger sort of almost skateboard surfboard-esque shape. Um I don't think it could become too big, but big enough that you can like grab these guys. Uh, before they they managed to smash, I think one of them definitely bounced off of like a car or two, but he's the bigger guy, but he's still like alive. Uh, and I think like is your goal to just put him somewhere safe quickly, somewhere that uh, Yoma or one of the one of his boys might be able to find them quickly. Yeah, you you manage that. Um, you are now like ten levels lower, kind of back where you started, basically. Yeah, you you are now lower, but you did catch these guys. Um, so, Kinsey, you got that text, that message. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? I think as soon as I get that text, <laughs> I'm going to stick my head out the window and uh, I'm going to look up and see if I can see. <laughs> he, he just took this picture of me. <laughs> yeah, I you look and you like look around. And you see you maybe you see some people just like looking over the side. You, number one, you wouldn't recognize <laughs> Silent Monday right, right? because he's dressed up like a super fly <laughs> gangster boy. Uh, but you you do see people, but you you're not like immediately like, oh, there's the guy. Um, I think what I'm going to do then is because I still have my wings. Yeah. Just jump out and fly up there. I'm just going to jump up. Uh, jump out and uh, I think just to clean up the situation I'm going to also use the the car as sort of like a an extra boost and uh, I'm going to use it to launch myself which is also going to send the car spiraling downwards <laughs> sure. just to finish yeah. off the last guy and I'm going to fly up to the people okay yeah it it spins it out uh, you do have two hold on your dust builder still uh, you fly up and you're now like, you know, basically you've flown up to the 
around the height that you think he was at. Everyone's freaking out, like got their their eye brace out, taking like photos of you and stuff uh, like, oh, my God, mommy, look, it's a <laughs> flying bird man. Um, we're going to cut over to Miller. So Miller, it's Miller time. You have been waiting here a while. And as you are waiting there uh, behind the building comes this massive truck. It's a semi, um, but it's got like silver flames on it and it pulls up next to you and the door opens and this robo bro in the front seat. He's like, hey, uh, what's up? Um, Maximum Carl sent me for you, bro. Hop on in. Uh, all right. Uh, Chuck, Clarence, let's go. Uh, I am not Clarence. Thank you. Don't you mean clearance? Yeah, clearance, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. It's it's weird, okay? It's not you. I just... do not find the blurring of our names comical. And he floats past you and sits down in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. So um, at, maybe at this point, Doc gets the text message from uh, Monday yeah. about uh, the, the vulture. And... Um, can I roll to see if Doc would know who this guy is, or would, is that even a possibility? No, this is Kinsey Blackthorn, the Black Rose Killer. There's no reason. I mean, okay. you could you could roll to see like uh, what kind of information like... you might know about him. Sure. All right. Uh, so that'd what... be a tell of legends. Ooh, six. I'm no nothing. John well, Snow. actually, it's worse than that. On a miss, the keeper will ask, "What terrible fact do you know about?" And it's true. So what terrible fact do you know about Kinsey? Well, about the Black Rose Killer. Oh, man. I would definitely like to say that he's never uh, failed a contract. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yep. So, so you you suddenly, like, as you see these pictures and you've heard the name, like, it resonates with you that you remember reading about him that he's never failed to collect a contract. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, change of plans. I need you to bring me to this location. Uh. Why? Damn it, just do it. Roll sway somebody. All right. Oh, God. Okay, I mess up so bad. Oh, you um, got a five. I got a five. <laughs> wow. You know what? This is really important. I don't think... I think I've spent a few wild cards. Yeah, you've you've definitely I have been one spending left. them wild cards. You have one left? Oh shit. <laughs> Let's do it. One hundred percent. This is really important. So yeah, Doc looks into his eyes and he says, You know, damn it, we gotta go there right now. When the grave doctor spends a wild card, uh your sorted pass comes to bear or your parasite gets extra hungry. And since it's most convenient, I think your parasite gets extra hungry. So as you get in and you sit next to Clarence, all of a sudden you feel this like repulsive, overpowering urge that you need to taste some of that psychic boy. (laughs) Is it unavoidable? Uh, You don't have to taste him, but it is an overwhelming urge. I will take a penalty to... Do you want to take? You can feed the the parasite yourself. Maybe it's like the parasite can't control itself. 
It's not yeah, even it starts grin. To it's like, just hunger. It starts growing off of you and moving towards Clarence, who's clear. And Clear's like eyes go wide and he's like, hey, hey, I was just making a joke. Jokes. You've got Hold jokes, on. right? I'm not uh, I'm not controlling. Too many this. teeth. Too many Hang teeth. On. Teeth Hang coming on. towards me. The driver's Doc. like, whoa, holy shit, dude. Uh what was in that drink you guys gave me? This is some this is some messed up shit that's happening. Is this real? And he starts rubbing his face. Just before Grin takes a big old bite out of Clarence. Yeah. Uh, um he's Don't going clear. to clear. It's just called yes. clear. <laughs> Doc is going to yank back his arm. And just like as the teeth are coming out, um, Doc puts his own arm in the way. Oh, I, I, oh, oh god, oh, that's so much better. I was feeling so ravenous. All right, what happened? all right, that's enough. That's enough. Um, take one harm, and okay. uh, the upside is you are your your creature's favorite snack. Uh, you so. get a plus one ongoing for any of his powers for this next scene. Oh, that's so nasty. All right. Um, <laughs> so you also, uh, you get a 12 on Sway Somebody. So this guy's like, oh, hell yeah, man. I'll, that was freaking weird. But yeah, I'll take you. <laughs> I'm sure. I remain convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> For the reason that you gave, because that's what the rules say. So let's go. <laughs> and uh, and he closes up and he he drives off. Uh, this flying, gaudy silver chrome fire on the side, flying semi. Uh, mm -hmm. You are hauling ass in the direction of the D uh, D square. Um, so we're gonna cut over to Monday. Monday, you've landed. You've got these guys out. You look up and you see the vulture just getting out of the the cab or the uh, the back of that truck, and then like jumping forcefully off and kind of like slicing at the the hover engines on the bottom as he does, and it kind of like starts careening down. You think they're probably gonna be okay because these vehicles are made to crash, like if if have safety features. Um, but you do see him flying up and start like flying where you used to be. How would I make it seem like Monday could intuit that there's something going on whenever he does something with his phone? Uh, you could do survey your surroundings. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an extra point for Monday and yeah. So now you got battle hardened. <laughs> yep, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, okay, so yeah, you try to text with your phone and you accidentally send out like a uh, find my friend's location <laughs> and it, it goes right to doc uh kinsey you get a <laughs> and you see that it pinged silent monday's location uh which you can see is 15 levels below you and kind of to your left uh monday are you gonna roll meditate yeah well actually i have an idea for this Depends if okay. uh, Blackthorn catches up or not. I feel like Blackthorn's getting a little bit impatient at this point. I think as soon as he... I know he's limited on dust, but I think as soon as he gets this notification and he knows you know, he's about 15 levels below him and a mm -hmm. little bit to the left, he's just going to try and, and dust port right to that exact location right then. 
Okay, so for dust port, you can port where you can see. So as long as you like take the time to get, you know, like, oh, I see down there, you could do it. Yeah, I'm going to look down. Okay, sure. do it. Mm -hmm. I got a seven. Okay, so on a seven, it's rough. Uh, you go where you want. So these are the two options. You go where you want and choose a cost or you go somewhere else at no cost. I'm going to go where I want, but choose a cost. Okay, which cost? I'll go with something's missing. Okay. Uh, you teleport. Um, so for Monday, what you see is all of a sudden there is uh, like some of that black dust that you recognize and it starts spinning kind of in a almost a uh, little tornado style. And then all of a sudden it's just like violently explodes upwards and as it does, as it falls, Kinsey is standing where the dust had like exploded up almost like a geyser. Uh, Kinsey, what you're missing is your wings. You're no longer the vulture. <laughs> so Kinsey, you teleport face to face with Monday in his arm under like one arm. You see what you assume to be the Project Icarus containment unit. What do you do? Calmly, but assertively and being pretty suggestive Kenzie's just going to look at Monday and he's just going to hold out his hand kind of to say you know just hand it over I think at that Monday behind his helmet is going to kind of close his eyes and kind of focus for a bit have the Tron lines kind of appear on his suit there Monday is going to do a quick little meditation <laughs> <laughs> I will center myself. I will kick your ass. Uh, roll instincts. All right. That is a seven. On a seven, you store three sword key. Uh, so you have five sword key. And with that, Monday is going to flare his newly generated key outward, drawing his sword. And then oh the text, I thought you would be taller, is going to pop up on his chest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As Monday draws his sword, I'm going to kind of start to manipulate the dust that's laying on the ground. And I'm going to create some sort of uh, dust spikes and trap on the ground so that if Silent Monday does take a step towards me, um, it'll like blow his foot off or something. Yeah. You don't even really need a form like it could just be the layer of dust wherever he steps like the automation is blow up, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't really notice anything Monday because there was just already dust like on the ground. What do you do? So do you say anything to goad him, uh, Kinsey or? Well, I don't want to give away that right. uh, he could blow his legs off, but I thought it would be so funny if I could kind of hint at it and say something along the lines of, if you take one more step towards me, you'll be the one that isn't tall anymore. I think upon hearing that Monday is going to test this by pulling his phone out and tossing it on the ground. Actually, Monday could just like uh, lightly toss his sword since it can come back to him. Sure. Blackthorn, did you make it pressure sensitive? Like it would react to anything that touches it or just if uh, he in particular takes a step? It's uh, it's pressure sensitive to a certain extent, but a sword would definitely be enough. Okay. So yeah, you toss your sword 
into the the distance between you guys, sort of the close range distance, and your sword blows up. Um, <laughs> since that was a bad plan, I'm gonna say your sword kind of flies over the edge and falls down. <laughs> uh, it it comes back, but it'll take it a minute. I thought you'd be smarter. Monday, after hearing this, is gonna kind of look at him again, look at the explode, the kind of the crater that was left behind, kind of shrug and just toss himself off there towards the sword. <laughs> We're going to cut over to Miller. Miller, you're riding in the semi. Clutch looks over to you and he's like, okay, dude, uh, well, we're here, but it's kind of big. Where do you want me to drop you, man? Do I see the battle happening? Uh, oh, wait. Oh, crap. Um, Monday is falling off, isn't he, at this point? He is. Uh, uh, so you get, get him. Get him. There's no way this semi can catch <laughs> Okay. Do I see the Black Rose Killer then? Uh, roll survey your surroundings. All right. I get a plus one. Ten. It's ten total. Dope. Okay. Two questions. I would like to know what happened here recently. Let's start with that. Yeah. You, yeah. as you pull up, you see uh, like an explosion happen. Uh, it's a few floors, like levels below you, maybe like eight. And um, yeah, and then all of a sudden you see a guy, you don't really recognize him because uh, he's wearing like a big purple, like long jacket with a frilly fur <laughs> coat top. Uh, but he dives over the side. Okay, that's question one. <laughs> and what here's not what it appears to be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you are looking around and like when you look further like into the place where the explosion happened, you see the Blackthorn killer and he matches the description given to you by Clarence. What do you do? Doc sees the Black Rose killer and he thinks for a moment and he says, I want you to hit that asshole. Hell yeah. Pedal the metal, motherfuckers. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on. <laughs>